Welcome to the Good News Channel, where I share the good news of the Word of God. The gracious Lord has granted me my request according to the hand of the Lord that is upon me to deliver you this revelation in Scripture through faith. I praise the Lord for all those who are minded of their own free will to rejoice with me. And as much as you are listening to revelation from God and His Son, Jesus Christ, to inquire of things concerning the hidden wisdom of God according to what He has given us in His Scriptures, the Holy Bible was written by His servants, the prophets, whom God inspired, so that we can carry out all things in word, faith, and deeds God desires for His people, that He may dwell in us His temple through the Holy Ghost, His holy habitation. Understanding Creation Biblical Truth Genesis chapter 3 verses 14 through 16. All praise and glory be to God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of God's grace and guidance, we have made it through Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, and half of the third chapter. In this episode, I will begin by bringing to your memory how Eve had eaten the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. She also had given her husband Adam to eat. And he ate the fruit. And after they had eaten the fruit, their eyes were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they tried to hide from God among the vegetation in the Garden of Eden. And then they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, calling for Adam. Adam and Eve had tried to cover up by making leaf aprons, but that did not work out for them. So after Adam answered God, something happens that I did not mention in the episode before this one. Instead of Adam taking responsibility for what he had done, he instantly blamed the woman for giving him the fruit. It was as if Adam was telling God that it was God's fault that Adam had eaten the fruit. In other words, Adam dared to tell God that the woman that was given to him was the problem because she was the one that gave it to him. And so he ate. So let us read this passage of scripture. Genesis chapter 3 verse 12, quote, And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. End quote. How often has the human race neglected to take responsibility for their actions and changed the blessing God has given them into corruption? Romans chapter 1 verses 21 through 23, quote, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things." End quote. There is also another way humankind changes what God has put into place. For example, when God gives his commandments and someone ignores them like they do not matter, it stops affecting their life, rendering that person an enemy of God. Mark chapter 7 verses 10 through 13, quote, for Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whosoever curses father or mother, let him die the death. 
But ye say, If a man shall say to his father or mother, It is Corban, that is to say, a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free, and ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which ye have delivered, and many such like things do ye." End quote. After Adam passed the blame unto his wife Eve, she did the same thing her husband had done and blamed the serpent. The first one God spoke to was Adam, and then Eve, and last of all, the serpent. But notice how the first became last and the last became first. Matthew chapter 20 verse 16, quote, So the last shall be first, and the first last, for many be called, but few chosen. Genesis chapter 3 verses 14 through 15, quote, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel, end quote. The fulfillment of that passage of scripture, Genesis chapter 3, 14 through 15, took place from that moment God spoke that word until the day Christ was crucified. John chapter 13, verse 18, quote, I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me has lifted up his heel against me, end quote. Let us continue in Genesis from chapter 3, verse 16. Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. Quote, And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. End quote. I want to take a few moments to expound on this verse and point out how God greatly multiplied the sorrow and conception. Notice how much suffering the people of God suffered throughout the Bible in both the Old and New Testaments to bring forth. Isaiah chapter 13 verse 8, quote, And they shall be afraid, pangs and sorrow shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames." End quote. The process of bringing forth a child into the world became complex with circumcision and laws and ordinances. And not only this, but the transition from a sinner to be a believer became sorrowful for the people under the law. For example, Israel suffered under the commandment of Pharaoh to kill all the male children. In sorrow did they bring forth children. Pharaoh tells the midwives to kill all Hebrew baby boys. Exodus chapter 1 verses 15 through 22. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of the one was Shifra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, When ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God, and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them. 
but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have ye done this thing, and have saved the men children of life? And the midwife said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared God, that he made them houses. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born ye shall cast into the river, and every daughter ye shall save alive. End quote. Isaiah chapter 53 verses 1 through 7. Quote, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. For he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth." End quote. Let us take a moment to think about how the desire shall be to the husband and how he will rule over his wife. As long as one lives in the flesh, they are bound by the law to fulfill the whole law. But the flesh desires to sin against the law, for the flesh is not subject to the law, neither can be. Romans chapter 7 verse 1 through 6, quote, Know ye not, brethren? For I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law of her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter." End quote. Mankind being under the law, while in the flesh had emotions and a desire to sin. And as long as mankind was in the flesh, we would desire to sin. And death by sin, through the strength of the law, would rule over mankind. Remember when Christ was talking with the children of Israel, and Christ told them, John, 
chapter 8, verse 36, quote, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed, end quote. John, chapter 8, verse 33, quote, They answered him, We be Abraham's seed. We were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free, end quote. They were enslaved and didn't even know they were slaves to sin, bound by the law so long as they lived in the flesh. John chapter 8, verse 34, quote, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, end quote. After Christ was crucified and condemned sin in the flesh, he took us out from under the law that we might be married to another. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 17. Quote, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For for they that are after the flesh to mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But we are not in the flesh. But in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together." End quote. I will speak about God's response to Adam in the next episode. God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. 
please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May he keep you. May he shine his face always upon you. And may he forever keep you.